Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina De La Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, happy Mother's Day. Good to be in church this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. So be it. Amen means so be it. What are you believing God for? So be it. It shall be done. When you say amen, after you pray, you're like, so be it. It's done. It's done. Amen. There are some things that we're believing God Uh, Maybe you're believing God in your life to be done, to be completed. Amen. So this morning we're going to talk or minister on the anointing that saves our family. Amen. Did you know there's an anointing to save your family? Amen. Things we're standing on, things we're believing God for, when we can say, so be it. Amen. It's done. It's done by faith. It's done in in the spirit. It's done. And we'll see a manifestation of it done in our lives. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father God, we just lift you up. We thank you, Father, for this day. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, Lord. I thank you, Father. I thank you for your anointing in this place to destroy every yoke, remove every burden. I thank you, Father, for your plan It shall come to pass for this service. Father, speak through my mouth, Lord. Let the words fall, the utterances fall on soft, receptive hearts and ears that would hear what you would have for us today. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, say amen. Amen. So you're coming in agreement. So be it. It's done. Amen. It's done. Hallelujah. Well, this morning, um, we're going to minister on the anointing of God. Amen. Many of us have loved ones that we're believing God for, right? Loved ones we're standing um, on the word for. It could be for their deliverance. It could be for their salvation. Maybe you have parents that don't know the Lord or you have family members maybe that have walked away from God or you're believing God for healing, any kind of deliverance, amen? And so I want to encourage you today to keep on standing, amen? Say, keep on standing. We don't quit. Amen. We, we keep believing what the word says, and we know that uh, it will come to pass. I said, we know it shall come to pass. Why? Because we're not letting go. We're not giving up. Amen. Today is the day of salvation. Today. Let's open our Bibles this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today is the day of salvation. I want you to see this scripture in front of your eyes so you can um, feed on it. You know, it's so important to have uh, the Bible, the scriptures, the word of God in front of your eye gates. You know, your eyes are gates that um, whatever you look at, whatever you attend to, those things go into your spirit and they lead your life, whether good or bad, right? And so your eyes are like gates. Your ears are like gates. They, they're taking, we're constantly taking things in, right? Yeah. Either good things, not so good things, right? And it's up to us to um, protect what comes into our lives, amen? And so when we look at the word, we're taking in that word into our eyes. So 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2 says this, For he says, In an acceptable time, I have heard you. Who has heard you? God has heard you. He has heard your prayer. 
He's heard your prayers, mamas. He's heard your prayers. He's heard your prayers, fathers. He's heard your prayers. He says, he says, I've heard you. And in the day of salvation, I've helped you. I've helped you. Behold, now, not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, but now. Now is the accepted time. Right now. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of deliverance for our families. Now is the day. Now is the day of deliverance. I'm not waiting. I'm not going to be waiting for years and years and years and years and years. It's right now. It's right now. And I trust God to bring it to pass. My part is just believing. His is to get the job done. But uh, besides believing, I have to be obedient to whatever he tells me to do. Right? Because my obedience... um, if I could say my obedience keeps the power of God flowing where I need it to go. See, some of you, you have some things you're standing on on promises for, believing God for in your family. You need the power of God to go forth in that direction towards that person. You need the power of God to go forth in that direction towards that situation. So our job is to keep believing and being obedient to whatever he tells us to do, right? So he says, today, right now is the day of salvation. Hallelujah. Right now is the day of healing. Right now is the day of deliverance. Right now, even when you feel like giving up, even when the situation appears hopeless, we keep believing. We keep standing. We keep seeing that situation turned around why because we're fully persuaded just like Abraham I'm fully persuaded what God said he'll do he'll do I'm fully persuaded you've got to be fully convinced you can't do that in the mental arena you can't do that all by yourself right we need the help of the Holy Ghost we need the help of God's Word that's why we have his word his word is our help When you don't know what to go to, when you don't know what to do, go to the Word. That's where our help comes from. It comes from God. You may not see God, but you know this is Him right here in His Word. So we go to the Word to find help. Amen? Praise God. And so that's how we can be convinced because we're keeping His Word, that Bible, those scriptures in our heart in front of our eyes all the time, all the time, right? Praise the Lord when there's no reason to hope. What do you have? You have God's Word. You have the answer to every situation, amen? The enemy will send you reports of those people that you're believing God for, your family members, um, in bondage. He'll send you visions, You know, your imagination of them in bondage, right? But don't believe them because they're sent from the enemy and they're lies. They're lies straight from the devil. And the only thing that is true is what's promised in the Word. This is what's true for me. This has got to be the only thing that you look to. 
No matter what report you receive about your family members, no matter what you see them going through, no matter if the situation looks like it's even gotten worse, your attention's on the Word. It's not on that situation because that situation means nothing to you because you've got the promises right here. Amen. Hallelujah. The reports from the enemy are his attempts to make you give up to make us to stop, convince us it's not worth it. How long is this going to take? I've been believing God for so long. But you can't stop, church. God hasn't given you the the, uh, permission to stop believing. He's saying, keep believing me. Keep standing on the Word. Why? Because the Word works. It'll work if you'll work it. Amen. We're not sitting in our living room waiting for it to happen. We're, we're rising up in faith. We're opening up our mouth. We're putting His Word in front of our eyes. And we're believing it. We're holding fast. We're clinging to His Word. Lord, You said in Your Word, by His stripes, my body's healed. Amen? Your Word says. Your Word says. you got to know what does the Word say. And you bring it before the Father. And you let it come out of your mouth. But the only way you can do that is if it's in front of your eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I I don't know if there's someone in here today that has pain in their left knee. Is there anybody here that has pain in your left knee? Anybody? Pain in your left knee. Yeah, that's just, just put your hand on that knee indeed. Just thank you, Father, for that healing that's going into that left knee, that left knee being healed in Jesus' name from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. All pain goes in Jesus name hallelujah Hallelujah. praise the Lord so we're holding on to what God has promised for our families amen we're co-laboring with God you may be the only one in your family that's a believer you may be the only one or you may be the only one serving the Lord and you may think I'm all by myself I'm the only one no you're not you're never alone God is with you Amen. You can come and I have no one to come in agreement with. Come in agreement with God and His Word. Come in agreement with Him. Amen. Let's look at Acts 20, verse 24. Hallelujah. We're, We're not quitting. We're holding fast to what God told us. Doesn't matter what the situation looks like. Amen. Hallelujah. Acts 20. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for that knee being healed. You just move it, Indy, like it's, you call it healed, it's healed. Thank you, Father. God called it out to me this morning, and I was in my, in my room, so it's healed. Amen. He's thinking about you. Acts 20, verse 24 says, None, say none, of these things move me. Amen. You can't be moved by what's going on in your home, what's going on with your kids and your, in your family. You've got to be like Paul. It doesn't matter. None of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself, that I may finish my race with joy. You know, if, you're, if we're moved by circumstances, then we won't run this race on earth with joy. We all have our own race to run. Everyone has to run their race, but you can run it with joy. When you're running with Jesus, you're running it with joy. You're running it with strength. And you're running it with your eyes on Him. Your eyes aren't on what's going on with your spouse, what's going on with your kids, your parents, your family members. Your eyes aren't on those things. Your eyes are on Jesus. 
on his word so you can run your race with joy. Why? Knowing he will do what he said he would do. Why? Because you chose. See, you have to be the watchman if you want to see fruit in your family's life. You have to be the one who says, Lord, I'll stand and pray for them. Lord, I'll believe God for them. Not everyone's believing God for your family, but no one will believe God for your family like you will. Why? Because you love them. You know them. You care for them much more deeply than other people. So you can take God's word and guess what? You can bank on it. You can bank on it that his word is working in their life. Amen. But it's up to us to hold fast to his word. It's up to us to say, Lord, I'll be the one. I'll be the one who will believe God. I'll be the one who'll stand in faith. I'll be the one who will bring them before you daily. And thank you, Father, that you are delivering them. Amen. How does he deliver them? How does he deliver them? Through his power. Let's look at 1 Peter 1, verse 5. Praise the Lord. We're going to look at a few scriptures this morning. So it's, it's kind of like our Bible study. It is. It's a Bible study. Amen. We're talking about the anointing to save our families this morning. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Peter 1, 5. Say amen when you get there. It says this, Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. This is a great verse to stand on when you can say, I believe in the power of God. I believe it's working in me right now. I believe that power of God is keeping me and all that's mine. That power of God is keeping me and my family. That power of God is going to work it's working. See, when you open up your mouth, you're releasing the power of God to go to work in that situation. And so daily I'm saying, I thank you, Father. You keep, power of God keeps me, keeps Marcus, Molina, Olivia, Ethan, Sophia, keeps the river church. What am I doing? I'm releasing the power of God to keep us in all of our ways. Amen. It's the power of God. It's not us. It's not us trying to rescue um, our family members because sometimes they won't listen to you it's not us trying to bring healing or deliverance to our family members we aren't the savior who's the savior jesus is the savior amen and what is that power of god how will that situation turn do you know how it's the anointing it's the anointing that destroys the yoke it's not you it's the anointing of jesus it's the power of Jesus that destroys the yoke, that removes those burdens that are weighing heavy on your family members. It's the anointing. It's the anointing. It's the anointing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's look at Isaiah 10, verse 27. Hallelujah. For there is an anointing to save our families. Amen. There's an anointing. It's not hopeless. Not with Jesus. With him, it's so easy. And we're co-laboring with him. We're co-labors with him. That means we're working together with him. We're doing our part, and then God does his. Amen. We're standing in the gap. We're standing for our family members. Hallelujah. You ought to stand for them. You ought not to look at them and think, well, they're hopeless. It's impossible. They've been that way for 
for 40 years, you know. They are, they'll never change. They, they're like that. Their daddy was like that. Their great-granddaddy great was like that. We ought never to think those thoughts. And if you do, cast it down. Say, no, devil. This situation's turning. Why? Because I'll be the one to believe God for my family. Amen? Isaiah 10, 27 says this, And it shall come to pass in that day, His burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder, His yoke from off your neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed. The yoke shall be... You know what a yoke is? It's something that goes around the neck. When they would have two, two ox... Ox, oxen side by side they were um, leading the plow that was behind them they would attach the yoke around the neck of one and around the neck of the other and they were if I could say joined together by that yoke and they would move forward and they would plow the ground right there was a yoke it was to keep it was to keep them under their control see the enemy tries to put a yoke on our kids on our on our husbands come on on our family members. It may not even be someone that's, that doesn't know the Lord. It could be on a, a person who does know Jesus. Amen. The enemy's out. He's always trying to put yokes yeah. on us. But guess what? It's the anointing that destroys that yoke. You know, a married man, I heard a minister say this and I thought it was good. A married man is nothing more than a man who got married. What makes us any different in church? than the man out there or the woman out there that got married. What makes us any different? If we don't draw on the anointing, if we don't draw on the power of God, then it, we're no different. Then I'm, I'm no different than an, a wife out there. If I don't draw on the anointing and the power of God in my life for my marriage, just because I sit in church doesn't mean I'm putting the anointing of God to work. Just because I read my Bible Come on, or listen or watch Christian TV. Doesn't mean I'm drawing on the anointing, on the power of God to wife. I have a job. Wives, you have a job. It's not to be a wife. It's to wife. <laughs> to wife. To adapt to my husband, to honor my husband, to reverence my husband. Husbands, you have a, a job, a responsibility. It's to husband your wife. But how can, you, how can you husband your wife? If you don't draw on the anointing, you're going to be just like everybody else out there, moved by every circumstance, getting upset, getting angry, being contentious, being in strife, um, always wanting your way, never yielding. If you don't draw on the anointing, the power of God to husband your wife. When I, when I wife my husband under the anointing and he comes home from work and there's been a burden put on him, uh, the enemy's trying to put a yoke on him, then the anointing that's on me can destroy that burden and that yoke. Why not? Why can't we have that at home? That's what the anointing is for. What about the anointing to parent? When my kids come home and they've been at school all day, especially if they're in a public school. And we'll just say it because it's plain and it's true, right? We know. And there, what's been trying to, what burden, what yoke has the enemy been trying to put on them as they sit there for eight hours under secularism 
as they sit there uh, uh, for eight hours um, playing or talking, conversing with people who don't know Jesus. What yoke is, is the enemy trying to put on them? He's trying to put a yoke on your kids through social media. Forget social media. What about through media? Well, I, I was watching a Disney show, and I couldn't believe it, right? Why? The enemy's always trying to put that propaganda out there. He's trying to um, put a yoke on our children, put thoughts in their minds about who they are, who they should become. What You're, really, you're not really this. You're this. What's he trying to do? He's trying to put a yoke on them. And if I don't parent with the anointing, just because you're a parent doesn't mean you're anointed to parent. I had a baby, so I'm anointed. No, you're not. You have to draw on that anointing to parent. We have to draw. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. There's an anointing on the inside of me. Now I've got to draw it out. I've got to draw it out to parent my kids. You show me what to do. Lord, there's an anointing on me to be the wife, to wife my husband, to honor my husband, to reverence my husband, to adapt to my husband. There's an anointing there, Lord. Now, now I yield to that anointing. I draw on that anointing. It's the same. It's the same with your family members. See, there's yokes the enemy's trying to put on family members, and it's our responsibility. If you want it, if you want the help from the Holy Ghost yeah. to draw on that anointing right. to destroy those yokes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't walk around your house because you go to church and think your kids are free. You better be asking them, what are you thinking about? What do you think about yourself? I don't know. No, yes, you do. I want you to tell me what thoughts have you been having about you? Find out. Why? Because that's where the enemy starts to put the yoke on, in the mind, in the mind. He wants to move them out of the plan of God. He's trying to move them off the, the path that God had already prepared for them. But it's our job to, and the Lord will show you. See, when you access that anointing, he'll start showing you things about their friends. He'll start showing you things about places they're going or places they went. And you're like, I know exactly where you were. How did you know? The Holy Ghost. See, I used to tell my kids, you can't get away with anything because the Holy Ghost will always tell me. Now, I could have found out through something on their phone. I could have found out through a friend. But guess what? Holy Ghost showed me. However he showed me, Holy Ghost showed me. Why? To keep my kids safe. But what is that? That's the anointing to parent. So you have to draw on that anointing to parent your children. Draw on it. It's there to help you. It's there to, to bring them into the plan of God. It's there for you to see the gifts and the talents that are in them, to see what is their calling, what are they called to do. How am I to nurture that calling? Because as a parent, it's my responsibility to nurture that calling that's on their life. Not to let them get swayed, get moved. I remember, I'm not, Sophia, do you mind if I share this story about you? She's like, it's about, uh, a, she had, a, this was when she was in high school. She had um, applied for this song show. 
if I was if I said out loud, you know what it is. And um, so she applied for it like through this little video type thing. Well, they called her and they said, oh, well, we want you to come to Los Angeles and sing for this show, like try out or something, right? So first she said yes. And I was like, man, in my spirit, I'm like, because see, I know the call of God that's on her life. And I know the enemy will throw throw out any hook he can. Listen, he's going to throw out any hook he can to pull her off the plan of God. And so, uh, were you a freshman? I'm trying to remember how old you were. Sophomore. And, um, man, I just kept getting this on the inside, you know. And I think Marcus and I, we talked about it. And I remember one day, she came in, and I just, I had to tell her. I said, look, Sophia. We were laying on my bed, and we were talking. And I said, I just want you to know. I do not have a piece about you doing that. Now, I want you to listen. What is, what is in Hollywood? What is there? What's there? Alcohol, drugs, partying. What's there? What, what would she be surrounded with? Ambition, ambition, ambition. And so I told her, I said, Sophia, I just do not have a piece about it. And she just, I don't know if she kind of broke down right there and started crying. Oh, thank you so much for telling me that. See, I should have told her sooner because she was going through all this turmoil for weeks. Like, I was like, what is wrong with her? And then I realized, see, in her spirit, she knew, but she didn't know that she knew. She had a feeling, but once I, as her mother, confirmed that, I don't have a piece about you doing that. Thank you, Mom. Thank you. That, and there was the answer, that, that burden that the enemy was trying to put on her life, that plan that the enemy was trying to pull her into. To, why? To get her off of the plan of God. Then let me get you off the plan of God. Then I can put some more yokes, some more burdens on your life that you wouldn't even have had to face had you stayed on the plan of God. See, God rescued. He rescued her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He rescued her. And you know that those people called me? I got calls at work. I got emails. Pastor got calls. I don't even know how they got our number. Maybe she gave. They were constantly after that. Can she come? The lady even called me. I was at work. I'm like, who is this? I picked up. She goes, now, is there a reason you don't want her to? I'm like, I just wanted to. I mean, he was, it was so persistent that it was like, I, you know, I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't have to explain myself to you why I don't want my child coming there. But do you see what the enemy's trying to do? See, and there's an anointing on us if we'll listen, if we'll draw on that anointing. How do we do that? We stay in the word. We stayed with our pastor. We stayed under the anointing. We took them to meetings with us. We kept them where the anointing was. And then we kept that anointing in our home and we yielded to God then it could save us. But we could, just because we're Christians doesn't mean we're yielding to that anointing or we're listening. I could have ignored the voice of the Holy Spirit and thought, you know, some people, oh, well, they're, they're 15, 16, they can make up their own mind. No, no, you don't know. I always say 20, 21, you still don't know. 25, no, 30 maybe. Maybe you'll start to know then, right? Praise the Lord, though, she was always receptive to her parents. Hallelujah. So there's an anointing on us 
to parent if we'll draw on that. It's on the inside of us. Amen. It'll rescue our children. It'll, it, will, it can break yokes that try and get on our spouse. It'll help our family. It'll rescue them. Amen. Praise the Lord. We can access that anointing throughout the day, throughout the week. Or do we only access it on Sundays when we're in church? Come on. Praise the Lord. The more we ask Jesus, Jesus, show me how to be men. You can say, show me how to husband my wife. Show me how to show them the love that you showed the church. See, that's what, that's what being a man of God is. The man is, is to his wife what Jesus was to the church. He gave his life for us. That's the, the responsibility of a man, a godly man. I'll, I give my life for my family. I'll lay down my life. I'll love them. I'll, I'll protect them. I'll cherish them. And the role of a wife to her husband is what the church is to Jesus. What are we to Jesus? We honor him. We worship him. Don't get too big now. We worship. We worship. We, we, we reverence, right? We serve God. The women, we serve. Amen. We serve. Amen. Hallelujah. See, when we step into what we know the Word tells us to do, that brings in that anointing too. That brings in that anointing. But if we see the Word and we don't want to do it. See, if we'll step into even as a parent, I'm going to parent my children under the anointing, it means our lives are centered around the word. Yeah. Our lives are centered around church. We serve together at church. We worship God together. Nothing, nothing takes the place of being in the local church. That's how we serve God together as a family. That's where the anointing um, comes upon our lives. And then we can take that anointing and take it home with us. Amen. It's where yokes are destroyed. It's where yokes are destroyed. Let's open our Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 19. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 1 Kings 19, verse 13. Say amen when you get there. Hallelujah. We're going to look at this story. Of Elijah. 1 Kings 19, verse 13. Actually, let's start, let's start in verse 11. I'm sorry, verse 11. So here's Elijah. He's running for his life. Jezebel put a, um, put a, a proclamation out there. She said, I'm going to kill you, Elijah. I'm going to kill you. And she said um, in verse 2, um, so let the gods do to me, Elijah, if I do not make your life as the life of one as, of one of those that by tomorrow about this time, in other words, I'm going to take your life tomorrow. So, of course, you know, Elijah got scared. This is the, this is the king's wife. And he went and he hid himself in a cave. And in verse 11, um, the Lord came to him. And he said, go forth, stand upon the mount before the Lord. Now listen, 
when God calls you, you could be vacuuming, you could be working on your car, and all of a sudden you just feel in your spirit, I need to go get on, I need to go be by myself with Jesus for a minute. I need to go, I need to, he's calling you. He wants to talk to you. And behold the Lord. Uh, he said, stand upon the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountains, broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. Verse 12. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. This is, this is where the Lord was. He's a still, small voice. And so it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and he went out, stood in the entering of the cave, and behold, there came a voice. And, and the Lord said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I've been jealous for the Lord God of hosts. I've thrown down the, the altars. I've slain the prophets. There were prophets that were uh, of the, the other gods, and he, he slew them. He said, and I, even I, only am left. They seek my life to take it away. In other words, he said, I'm done. I'm giving up. This lady is out to kill me. Lord, I've done your word. I've served you, and now I'm done. Now they're coming to take my life. I'm done. If you ever felt like that, I'm done. I've been believing God for my family. I've gone to church. I've served in the church. I've been the wife you called me to be. I've been the husband you've called me to be, Lord. Now I'm done. I, I don't know if I can take any more pressure. See, the enemy will send pressure on, from the outside now. Forget even in your family. He's already going to send pressure there. Now he's going to send more pressure to get you to quit and give up on your family. Come on. And so verse 15, the Lord said, Go return to the way of the wilderness. Now get ready. I want you to underline this. And when you come, anoint. Say anoint. Under that, underline that word anoint. Anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. Verse 16. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shall you anoint. Underline that word anoint. To be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of whatever that says, <laughs> shall you anoint. Three times to be prophet in your room. Three times he's telling him, you're going to go to this person, you're going to anoint them, you're going to go to this person, you're going to anoint them, and you're going to go to this person, and you're going to anoint them. Verse 17, and it shall come to pass. I want you to know what the anointing does. Are you ready? It shall come to pass that him that escapes the sword of Haziel, the first person that was anointed, then shall Jehu slay, the second person, and him that escapes from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. The people that God told him to anoint, those three people, that anointing would cause those enemies to be defeated. See, there's an anointing on the inside of you. If you'll use, see, it's not doing it in your own strength. He had to go anoint them. He had to go anoint those three. He didn't just say, go talk to them. He didn't just say to them, you know, tell them this word. He said, go and anoint them. In other words, set them apart for the plan of God. Set them apart that when they need to rise up against the enemy, they're going to slay the enemy. See, there's an anointing on the inside of you. It's Jesus. You know, 
Jesus Christ, you know, I love Brother Copeland used to say, Jesus Christ. Christ is not his last name. Christ means the anointed one. Jesus, the anointed one, is on the inside of you. That same anointing. So when the enemies rise up, guess what you can do? Slay them, baby. Slay those enemies. Whether it's bondage trying to get on your kids, whether it's a yoke trying to get on your husband, whether it's, it's an addiction, whether it's a sickness, whether it's uh, trying to take them off the plan of God, you can draw on that anointing and you can tell that enemy, you need to go in Jesus' name. That anointing will slay the enemy. You don't have to do it in your own strength. You just take his word, his word coming out of your mouth will get rid of the enemy. Will slay that enemy flat to the ground and your child will be set free. Your husband will be set free. Your wife will be set free. Don't allow family members, your per, like your personal family. Now, I know other family members, you can't go up the, to them and say, now, look, I noticed that, you know, you're in bondage. <laughs> and they're going to be like, what are you talking about? Like, they're not going to know what you're talking about. You know, I noticed that there's a yoke. The Lord shows me. There's a yoke around your neck. You know, and they're going to be like, you're crazy. You know, they already thought you're crazy because you go to church, right? Yeah, they, don't, they don't understand why you go to church every Sunday and Wednesday. And, you know... But the family members in your home, your kids, your husband, right? You can draw on that anointing. You can, we, you can always draw on that anointing to save them, to rescue them, right? Hallelujah. Because it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Say, it's the anointing. Now, let's look at Isaiah 49 before we close. Isaiah 49, verse 24. Praise God for the anointing. In other words, whatever comes against you, the anointing will destroy it. The anointing will kill those enemies that are trying to steal from you and your family. So keep drawing on the power of God. Keep drawing on that anointing to destroy the yoke from your family. Amen? And to set them on the right course. Your prayers in, made in faith. Your declarations to tell the devil to loose my family members and let them go. Your declarations to say, Lord, send the laborers across their path to show them, to, to minister the word of salvation and the word of deliverance. Your words that are going forth, there's power in those words to set them free. There's, there's an anointing, the power of God on those words. Your words release the anointing to go to work and your family members. But if you don't open your mouth, you're not releasing that anointing to go to work. So that's why the enemy would try and discourage you to keep your mouth shut. But when David faced his giant, I said when David faced his giant, he ran straight on with his mouth wide open and said, today, today I'm going to take your head off. See, you got to be like that with your and for your family members. Today, I'm taking off this yoke. The, the Word of God is going to destroy this yoke once and for all. And none of these things move me. What I see, whether the situation looks like it's even getting worse, doesn't move me because I know what the Word says. I know you know the final result. You have your answer. So you just keep declaring your answer. Amen? Now, did you look at Isaiah 49? Praise the Lord. I'm going to read it to you too. Isaiah chapter 49. 
Praise the Lord. Verse 24 says this. Get there. <clears throat> Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? Hmm. Can the captive be set free, in other words? Verse 25, but this says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. The prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contends with thee. And I will save your children. Let me read this out of the, the message. Can plunder be retrieved from a giant? Prisoners of war gotten back from a tyrant? But God says, even if a giant grips the plunder and a tyrant holds my people prisoner, this is what the Lord says, I'm the one who's on your side, defending your cause, rescuing your children and your enemies. Now, I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about situations, you know, drugs, um, sickness, uh, uh, the wrong, you know, influences, uh, trying to pull your children out. These are spiritual. You have to realize it's not even that person. You know, you may get a, a witness in your spirit. I know I did one time with one of my kids. That person no longer can come. You can't play with that person anymore. They can't spend the night anymore. We're, we had to cut it off like cold turkey. I'm talking like cold turkey cut off. Like Pastor Marcus and I, we, we felt it, you know, but we knew it was right. We knew it was right. We knew that if we were to allow our child to continue to, to be with that person, that it, it wasn't going to be good. Right? So the enemy, though, it's, it's not that person. It's they live in another home. There's a spirit in that home. They're not, maybe they're not, they're not serving God. They're just not serving God. That should be enough. Well, there you know. Here's the thing I grew up with, with my kids. I heard this all the time. They're good kids. I'm, you know, kids that they were hanging out with. Yeah, but they're good kids. What does that even mean? Their minds aren't renewed. Their minds aren't renewed. I mean, <laughs> I could go a direction here. You better be careful, men, about your kids going into sports. I mean, I remember talking to my dad who grew up in the 70s. 70s, say 70s. Okay, graduated in 72. So actually late 60s, 70s. It's like, Molina, do you know what happens in those locker rooms? I'm all, no, I wasn't into sports. I didn't like PE, so I have no idea. <laughs> Like, please don't make me run at the track again. I can barely breathe. You know, I did not like sports. I'm like, no. He goes, and this was back in his day. He goes, oh, they talk about all kinds of stuff. Do all kinds of things. Do you even know? I got, I don't know. And now this is like 40 years later. So, you know, be careful pushing your children into sports. Their life is centered around sports. And instead of going to church, we do sports. Be led by the Spirit on that. That's all I'm going to say. Be led by the Spirit. So the enemies that come, those enemies, you know, uh, that are trying to take our kids out, it says, crazed and desperate, will turn on themselves, killing each other in a frenzy of self-destruction. Then everyone will know that I, God, have saved you. I am the mighty one of Jacob. Hallelujah. God will contend with those who contend with us and ours. He'll take care of them. 
How's he going to do that? Through the anointing, through the power of God. Amen. So, church, I just want to remind us just to draw on that anointing. You know, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to heal the sick, to bring deliverance to the captives, to set them free. Guess what? That anointing that was on Jesus, it's in you. It's in you to set people free. It's in you to set your family members free, to stand for them, to draw on that anointing, to to provide rescues for your children. Don't ever back off of what you feel in your heart. Don't question what you feel in your heart. Don't. You are the one who has to answer for your children. God will take care of the ones that are around them that you feel like it's just not okay. God will take care of them. We have to draw on the anointing of God for our children. It's our responsibility to take care of our family. It's our responsibility to draw on the anointing for our husbands when they come in from work. Uh, husbands, for your wife. Man, you know, maybe they've been at home all day and there's a burden. Trying to get on them just from being at home all day with the kids, taking care of, you know, I remember one time <laughs> the kids were little. And Pastor Marcus came home. We lived in Seattle. One of the kids, and I felt like I had spanked that child all day long. I said, I got to go to Target or something. Here you go. I mean, I just had to get out. I just, it was, it was a long day. And I just got to the point where I'm like, I'm done. And I said, Tag, you're it. See you later. You know, but I, but I had, I had done the word. I had done the word all day. And, and that, you know, burden was trying to get on me of discouragement, discouragement. The enemy tries to put on a burden of discouragement. What about condemnation? Why did you do that with your kid? If only you had done this. If only if you hadn't have done that. That's a burden. That's a yoke from the enemy. The devil's a liar. You resist that discouragement resist that condemnation he's trying to put on you and you just continue to do the word amen and spouses be be aware you know a lot of times we come home and we're like had a long day i'm done you know and you may not even see your your wife if she's at home or your whoever's been home all day and you're just glad to sit there and relax but you may not see that they've had a long day had to get the kids ready for school and they took them to school and maybe they got a call from school and now they go pick up the kids from school and then they oh they had to also go to the grocery store and get grocery you know you try to do everything before you know dinner time you know be aware we need to be aware of any kind of yoke that the enemy would try and bring into our family into our children and draw that anointing say not in this house Honey, let me pray for you. Are you feeling discouraged? Let me pray for you. You know, you can do that with your spouse. You don't have to wait to come to church. Let me pray for you, honey. Let's just, we rebuke that discouragement. We are one flesh. It's, if it's trying to get on you, your body's my body. I'm not going to allow it on you. We could say that to each other. Let's just, we rebuke that discouragement. We, we command it to go. We break it off in Jesus' name. And that anointing in your mouth, those words, God's words in your mouth, that's the anointing. It'll destroy that yoke. Remove every burden. Amen. So draw on that anointing, church, to be, to, to wife your husband. Men, to husband your wives. Men and women, to parent your children. 
Amen. And keep standing in faith for um, your family. Amen. Don't give up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's worship God for a minute. Father, we just worship you.